0: Burn, burn, burn after All
1: right, ah, uh, you we've already started because I already gave you the preamble. Burn after pitching is a comedy pitching podcast. To give you an idea, well, I'll do I'll throw out the first pitch idea to our panelists. Panelists, I would like to see a Christmas movie starring Christopher Walken. Ooh. Ooh. Take a moment, think about it. Christmas movie starring Christopher Walken. It could be a remake. It could be an original Christmas concept. (laughs) Panelists? Lamar, it sounds like you have something.
0: Okay. So, Christopher Walken Christmas movie. Why don't we further explore the story of Rudolph? What, what happens if Rudolph's red nose wasn't enough to get him, like, <laughs> some joy? So Rudolph actually has to go to, I don't know, a fairy reindeer father named Christopher Walken. And Christopher Walken's just teaching Rudolph how to get friends. <laughs> and then he realizes, like, he has this really red nose. And it's like, just show them the nose over and over again. Show and them the nose. Show them the nose. And then Christopher Walken eventually, like... Treats them how to make friends and stuff. It'd be really adorable, kind of like a a Christmas story, like um, for kids and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. For one time, he'll try not to be creepy, and it'll be even worse.
1: So you said it'll be like a Christmas story. Do you mean like a Christmas story, the one with Ralphie, who wants the red red? Oh, no, 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 no.
0: It'll be a story about Christmas. A
1: story that takes place at Christmas. Yes. And you described Christopher Walken as a, how do you say, a, a fairy reindeer?
0: A fairy reindeer father.
1: Okay, fairy reindeer father. All right. I... I I would go see that movie. What about you, audience? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any other uh, Christmas movie starring Christopher Walken? Well,
2: I'm going to use panelist privilege, because I want Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage in a reboot of The Santa Claus. He becomes Santa, but what he doesn't realize is the elves follow gremlin rules. First, he thinks it's great. He gets them wet, more workers, more toys. Then he feeds them after midnight, and they turn into monsters. He's got to slay his way through a monstrous horde of elvish monsters to save Christmas. So, what kind of the Santa? Admit not the Santa Claus. It'll be Nicolas Cage in Santa Slays tonight.
1: Oh, whoa. You're
0: so much better. Than Santa.
1: I, I don't know why it had to be C- Nicolas Cage.
2: It could have been Christopher Walken. Why do you have both? Why yeah. not both? Yeah. Chris, yeah. Walken, Chris Walken <laughs> Santa. Let's go. Uh, Chris Rowakin is the old Santa. He breaks his leg a week before Christmas. He's got to call his deadbeat cousin, Nicolas Cage. Fair. It's a reboot of Fred Claus. So we're
0: just, oh. Just- oh.
1: Fred, Fred Claus, Fred Gremlins Clause. mashup. All right, Molly, I just realized that we didn't introduce the panelists yet. We'll do that after we finish this first <laughs> round. Molly, it sounded like you had a pitch.
3: Yes, I'll stick with Nicolas Cage, and it's just <laughs> going to be a sequel to The Wicker Man. But they'll burn an effigy of Frosty and... Yeah, get
2: him out of here. Yeah, get Frosty yeah. out of
3: here. And they want Cage, the magic
2: in that old hat of his. <laughs>
3: yes, they do, and they're going to burn it. Um, and instead of bees, it will be uh, a hat full of snowflakes and the Christmas spirit, but it will affect <laughs> Nicholas Christmas Cage the same spirit. way.
0: Oh, no, not the Christmas spirit.
2: <laughs> <man>. I love <laughs> you here, the idea yeah. that your Christmas spirit will just burn the flesh off your bone. Yes. Fair right. The, the, the winter
1: man.
3: The winter man. The winter, the winter man. man. The winter man.
1: All right, uh, Mike, do you have one? You don't have to.
4: Okay, quick one. Let's remake Face Off, but as a Christmas movie, okay? Yes. John Travolta is Santa, And Nick Cage wants in on that Christmas spirit and all those sweet, sweet toys.
3: Luckily, John Travolta is Santa in real life, too. So it's really more of a documentary.
4: This is, right. <laughs> this is
3: <right.
2: laughs> Wait, that's in Scientology? Once you get to a certain yes, level, you're just, you're just you're just you, Santa. When you well, have you so many Thetons, Tom, Tom you become is really Father Christmas. bunny, yes. it, it explains <laughs> the jumping, I think.
1: <laughs> all right, that's how, that's how it works. Basically, now that you've had the first round, let's introduce your, let's introduce our panelists. Going, oh, uh, I'm Michael Tanner. I'm the host of Burn After Pitching. Burn After Pitching. I'm also a comic book writer. See me at table M6 tomorrow, where I'll be selling my comic books. To my left is
3: I'm Molly Osborne. I do stop motion. Uh, I built stop motion puppets for like Robot Chicken, Modok, and some uh, Netflix stuff now that's coming out. And I don't think I can talk about, but it's cool.
4: Uh, my name is Mike. I have a boring day job, and I host a podcast called The Grindbin Podcast.
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> I'm Andy Nordvall. Uh, along with Michael and Sandra Demas, we are the core team of Burn After Pitching. Uh, I wrote a webcomic, My Roommate, at The Internet. I did an illustrated novel for Inktober called Siren Song. I'm happy to uh, say I have other things I can't talk about, uh, but you can find all the things I can talk about at andynordvall.com.
0: My name is Lamar Uh, I say stupid things and people laugh at it Uh, You can look me up as Lamar the Con Guy If you're under 18 don't do that Um, I do several podcasts uh, Most Extreme Ranking Challenge uh, A bunch of others People just tell me to talk and that's why I'm here Nice to see you guys
1: All right. now, audience members, if you have an idea, the kernel of an idea that you'd like to see our panelists expand upon, please step up to that microphone.
0: Okay. All right. Can't wait for this. Give a round of applause. Ah. Emma Watson, a romantic comedy
3: with the guy in Pinhead. Oh
2: okay. Ooh. The guy
0: in Pinhead?
2: Pinhead. I assume Pinhead. I think Sorry. his name's Finhead, by the way. Pinhead. The guy in Hellraiser.
3: Hellraiser, right? Okay.
2: Hellraiser. Uh, let's see. Emma Watson and Pinhead. Oh, so, to, oh, to, to repeat that, that for the audience. It's called
3: Love Cenobites.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love Bites. <laughs> Love Cenobites. <laughs> <Xenobites,
3: you> <laughs> oh,
0: my God.
2: Sorry. I'm not above puns. <laughs> <laughs> Any more? Okay.
3: Oh, I don't, have, I don't have an idea for it, just a title. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so we,
2: who wants to hop on? Love Cenobites.
4: <laughs> <Zenobitally>. <laughs> well, how does she get to the Xenobite world? Like, how does she get the box, right?
1: See, I, here's what, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna invoke host privilege. I am gonna pitch on this one, because I have an okay. idea. Okay, so we, we know Pinhead kind of exists in a hell dimension, right? And he mm-hmm. tortures the pleasures of flesh, yeah. whatever. The, um, but does he do that all the time? Or is that <laughs> just like his job? Yeah. Like, does he have off hours? I'm gonna assume for this premise, that Pinhead does have off hours, and maybe he like has an apartment.
2: Maybe like on the Lower East Side in New York. He's probably and got a quirky roommate because I can't imagine torturing people pays that well.
1: Mm, I don't know. Okay. I, I feel like he's probably, like that's a rich man's game. I feel like he's he's dude. He's I'm got giving you on. a chance for the quirky
2: quirky roommate. something no, no, so all round coms need. So
1: Pinhead is one day he's like walking down the street. He's carrying his groceries. You can clearly see a baguette coming out of the paper bag. Yeah. Uh of He's course. walking <laughs> and he trips. <laughs> and, oh, he falls into Emma Watson, who is carrying a bouquet of balloons because she's a balloon delivery person. <sighs> it and have had pop all the balloons. It's their meet cute. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, and
1: then they like, oh, like, oh, you popped all my balloons, you jerk. And he's like, oh, I'm not a jerk. It's just an accident, lady. And then it's like, oh, but then, like, the tension, right? Uh, but then they start to date. And then it maybe becomes a little bit like really like kind of fifty shades. Oh
4: yes. Oh god. <laughs> oh god.
2: The crowd and, loves it.
1: Yeah. I don't know really what to go from there, but like that's like um you know that, cool. that's my premise. That's, that's how a, going. that's a
2: good start. Yeah. I I Wait, I, oh, mean, I think it could be easier. Emma Watson's a single girl in New York. She's like, there's no decent single guys. She she goes on a series of disastrous dates and she's like man, these days, love is torture. Q2, you know, Pinhead rises up and he goes, or oh, perhaps torture is love. And she's reluctant, but, you know, like, like she said, there's no real single guys left except, you know, Pinhead.
4: Mm, if I'm going from Tanner's one, right, like he's, he's sick of doing the torture thing for a bit, right, I want to see the Pinhead dating app montage where he's getting ready, you know, getting a good yeah. picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: There's some Easter eggs, like we see him on a date with Annabelle, and it doesn't go well. Like, it's that kind
2: of thing. Yeah. The girl from The Ring, she never calls except seven days later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? They're not going to give that to you, but I'll give that
1: to you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Have, we, have we, we exhausted the Emma Watson meet you pinhead? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, oh, yeah. I like that a lot. Okay. Thank you for that one. All right, Shadow. I'm looking for a superhero movie in which the villain is an anthropomorphic
0: megalomaniac squirrel, voiced by Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Okay, superhero movie.
2: I have so many nuts puns (laughs) in my head right now.
0: Anthropomorphic villain played by Christopher
4: Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Megalomaniac anthropomorphic squirrel.
2: Okay. I think we should say, no CGI. Let's let's call the Henson Creature Shop. Let's put Christopher Lloyd in a big squirrel mask, a squirrel costume.
0: Okay. So. Okay, let's make this movie about Christopher Lloyd, right? Mm -hmm. Let's do kind of a Dr. Horrible sing-along blog about this. This evil, anthropomorphic squirrel needs all the nuts. And I mean all of the nuts right oh yeah and so all he's doing is going walnuts tree nuts pine nuts it doesn't matter he wants them all why he doesn't he has a big evil scheme but uh the thing that is stopping him is um uh, a nut allergy a nut yes <laughs> oh. yes oh. poor you know, giant squirrel. you know what he's angry because as a squirrel with the nut allergy, he's jealous of all the other squirrels, so he makes sure that no one can have a nut. If I can't have the nuts, then no one can. No one's going to yeah. have these nuts. So... <laughs> but his arch nemesis is a, 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 a big flying squirrel. Let's okay. make him a flying squirrel. Uh, they can be played by... Uh, by um, uh, uh, Marty McFly. Michael J. Fox. Michael All J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox. A big reunion. That's what happens. And so Michael J. Fox is like, stop, um,
3: squirrel nut man.
1: A squirrel nut zipper?
3: A squirrel nut zipper. <laughs> I think his arch nemesis should be Mr. Peanut.
1: Oh,
0: oh that's so much better.
1: <laughs> I guess, okay, but you know, synergy. So man. this is just like a big, like... Planters peanuts like, um, yeah, this is like some, marketing like, movie.
0: Someone has to pay yeah. for this movie.
3: Yeah.
1: Will Baby
2: Nut make an appearance?
3: Oh, Baby Nut.
2: Maybe Squirrel Nut Zipper kidnaps Baby Nut. <laughs> Maybe that's what killed Mr. Peanut. What really killed him? We, we don't even know. What oh. they say?
0: Christopher Lloyd took out the yellow M M&M and M to get his nut.
2: Oh. oh. This is just <laughs> like
0: That's That's the I see it
2: I see the climactic sequence Die different. Hard type siege <laughs> On the M&M store <laughs> In Times Square It's a perfect J.K. Simmons cameo
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> Yes
1: This is well, like, This is just a movie version Of the ads that
2: play before movies Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like That time clock one
2: That's great. Well I love it Because it's like you think You're watching the commercial But no it's the movie It is, it is the actual movie
1: Oh, uh, what did I ever do to you? Uh,
2: you're a nut boy. <laughs> well, if we want J.K. Simmons, because I think there are two groups that could stop the evil Squirrel Nut Zipper, and that's the squirrels and the pigeons—the two people who depend pigeons. on nuts. The problem is there's all this infighting. So J.K. Simmons, as the cynical, seen-it-all leader of the pigeons, and our hero Marty McFly, squirrel person—not the M&M that he voiced. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh. J.K. Simmons was J.K. the yellow Simmons pl-
3: Yeah, he's
0: He was the, the M- peanut M&M. I yeah. want yeah. him to be like the big heartbreaking murder of this particular thing. That's perfect. Like J.K. J.K. Went- Simmons
2: will not deal with squirrels until the yellow M&M is dead. And then he's like, I don't know why, but I feel like you killed a part of my yes. son. Yes. Come yes. on, pigeons. Yes. Tonight we stand with squirrels.
0: Well, I I would watch this and it's
2: dumb. I'm actually a little shocked DreamWorks did not make this movie like in the 90s. All right.
0: Thank you, dude. Thank
2: you. Coming soon to an imagination near you. All right, our young camouflage gentleman.
1: um, An action movie with Keanu Reeves and Brendan Fraser
4: as themselves.
2: Ooh. 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 Seriously, nobody? Who would not go see an action movie with Keanu Reeves and Brendan Fraser as themselves? Yeah. C- well, question,
0: and I know I don't think we're supposed to ask for clarification. 2021, these two, or 1995, these two?
4: Yeah, could we get I, Encino Man, Brendan Fraser? One Wait a minute. The other one is oh, we oh, have to okay. pick. Okay.
3: Then oh, I'm definitely good. going
4: Encino Man, Brendan
2: Fraser. Right?
3: Yeah. Or George of the Jungle. I don't know.
2: I kind of, I kind of <laughs> like that. You know, Brendan has embraced his dad bod. I want, I want the dad bod here. We had dad bod Thor, We didn't get his credit and unnecessary debates. Let's mm-hmm. have the dad bod Brendan Fraser. You know,
0: as themselves. Oh God, I know too much about Brendan Fraser's last ten years to make this funny. I, I, and it's,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, okay, I, okay. So here's here's what I'd I'd pitch for it. I would I would have it be that there's a plum. Role In a movie that's up And they want either a Keanu Reeves Or a Brendan Fraser um, Type for okay. it. Um, <laughs> no. And high. so it's, it's A competition chip. movie and we can kind of Riff off Keanu from um, uh, That movie he did with um, oh, uh, Always Be My Maybe Where he's Keanu Reeves he's playing himself but he's like Jerk Keanu Reeves so Oh we can, yeah We can maybe have him be as the antagonist Like He thinks he's going to get the role because they're looking for A Keanu Reeves type yeah. But Brendan Fraser, it's Brendan Fraser of today. And so it's his struggle to, like, get back into fighting shape, you know? And he's got, like, he's got all the pain issues. He's got all the physical things. It's about him trying to overcome that. Maybe and- he
3: gets back into shape by doing DDR.
1: By doing what? <laughs> but- DDR? <laughs> dance Dance,
3: dance yes. Revolution.
1: <laughs> Would you like to explain that, Molly, What's for the that audience? audience?
3: <laughs> that, that's all there is. He just, oh, okay. like, gets one of those oh, dance okay. pads at Target, and he plugs it in and on his, like, uh, big TV. And just like dances to Raw Raw Rasputin and gets in like really great shape.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is this just as a commercial for are all
4: your pitches gonna end up being corporate commercials? Are
2: you a corporate plant?
3: Um, I decline to answer that. Okay. <laughs> I, okay, so there's one,
0: I, the studio. We either need Keanu Reeves or Brandon Fraser, which means we don't know what we're making. And yeah. this run roll—plausible, plausible. Keanu Reeves is playing like, "Well, I'm Keanu Reeves, I'm the coolest dude of all time," for some reason. And Brandon Fraser's is like, "This is my time to come back." He has like a rocky thing where he's like trying to get back into action movie shape and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, what I think would be hilarious. What if Brendan Fraser, so the movie, the the right progression is that Brendan Fraser gets the part, Mm -hmm. right? But what if that's not the actual end? What if Brendan Fraser tries, but you know, just can't get quite cut to the action movie weight Mm -hmm. and still gets the part? And then Keanu Reeves has to deal with the fact that he's the same level of character as Brendan Fraser. (laughs) And so the movie slowly shifts to Keanu Reeves going, maybe I'm not this awesome. Maybe I'm not actually the one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bam! Thank you. <laughs> and then the second half of the movie is him slowly falling as Brendan Fraser becomes the new it guy.
2: <laughs> it's been wasn't that the plot of Black Swan? Oh, it is kind of a Black Swan. We're oh, oh, in kind of, of a Black that Swan hurts situation. hurts so much.
0: <laughs> God
2: out a Black Swan reference. I'm sorry,
0: man. be you know.
2: <laughs> hit
1: me. It's too close to home, man. All right. the a fraser counter. There we go. All right. Our young
4: gentleman. Oh, this is
2: Just so it's not like, you know, where's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me? Right. Well, let me tell you, kid.
3: Spots, baby. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Get Barney. Back. A Batman movie about Christmas. <gasps>
1: A Batman movie about Christmas. Yeah. Okay. All right. All
2: I Batman about Christmas. I feel so bad I gave away my elven monsters on uh, Nicolas there Cage. but Yeah.
1: All right. Now, some people might not remember Batman Returns.
3: Christmas, Christmas, yes, so, yeah. it is. It,
1: so yeah. we can re- we can we can tweak this and do something new with it. Do what? we want to sell some toys, or go,
2: you know, Matt Reeves Batman? You guys have one? He drives a Dodge <laughs> I so Charger. So yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking. I'm a, I mean, you guys want to jump in? I love Thank this
0: guys. idea so much. I don't know why.
2: Well, who's the big? Who would be the Christmas villain? Okay. Okay.
0: The one thing I want. No, okay. not. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Okay. No, it's too easy. I think I want it to be the Riddler. Ooh. Okay. And the riddle is who's been naughty and who's been nice. Ah.
3: Love it.
1: Perfect Riddler riddle. Yes, it's not a riddle at all.
0: <laughs> I think. I think. I think what you do is you have the Riddler, he's actually like, I have a naughty and nice list, Batman, and you have 24 hours to figure out who it is, or none of the children get the presents, right? And so Batman has to figure out what's been going on all through Gotham, uh, kind of like the, in the Arkham games, where you have to find all these puzzles, yeah. to try to figure out who Inima has marked as being naughty, and why, okay. and then he has to go try to fix it before... It happens, and I think you could do like some wholesome stuff, like this. Little Johnny's been fighting in school, or little Johnny hasn't been having enough attention at home, so he like gives his parents a day off in Wayne Corp so he can spend the day with them.
2: Little Johnny, I'm your babysitter.
0: <laughs>
2: Here's some cookies. Do you like standing on tall buildings, gazing at the streets below?
0: For some reason, he has red spandex
2: and the yellow cape. I have another suggestion, because we can really Christmas this up. Yes. Riddler takes Santa hostage and steals the official naughty nice list, Ooh. which gives him unlimited power. So Batman has to solve the riddle of who's been naughty and who's been nice, and he has to rescue Santa. And they do it in the nick of the time, but there's no way Santa can deliver all these presents unless he has a little help. Batman Saves Christmas. I'm going to go a different direction. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. It's
1: a Batman Christmas movie, but it's more like like a Hallmark movie. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Wayne is traveling for the holidays because he's got to like, I don't know, he's got to go visit Talia's family or something. And he gets Talia lives in upstate
2: Connecticut, of course. Yeah, upstate Connecticut.
1: He's taking a plane. Oh, there's a snowstorm. The plane gets diverted, and he's stuck in some small airport. And it's of course it's Christmas Eve and the airports like, we're shutting down cuz we're a small town. You're welcome <laughs> to come to my house and like a nice farmer kind of guy. And so it's Bruce Wayne. Paranoid weirdo Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like confronted with just wholesome small town simple folk, but he can't handle it. And he's paranoid, and he's a weirdo. And so it's him just assuming bad will from everyone, when really they're just like, nice, simple folk. They want to drink some eggnog, they're going to make a
2: turkey. It's Hallmark, though. We also need, like, the one single girl in town. There's the single
1: girl in town. She runs probably,
2: like, I'm guessing, a used bookstore slash soap Oh, I was
1: going with reporter, so we could stay with the theme of, like, it always being, like, uh, like, a character who has a reason to, like, do stuff. Yep. Um, so, like, Batman, not to, not to, you know, step on Lois Lane's toes or anything. There can be more than one female reporter in the universe. Yeah. Uh, so Batman, like, kind of meets this female reporter in a small town, uh, and he thinks there's something dastardly, and she's like, well, I like a story. And so they start to investigate it, but really everything is very simple and wholesome. And at the end, Batman realizes that Christmas can, can be in all of our hearts and spirits, And then it's revealed to be a simulation. And he's been drugged and he's been in Arkham the whole time. And the scarecrow's been manipulating (laughs) everything.
2: (laughs) Oh, the hand scarecrow's like, I don't understand. It's his worst fear.
0: Nothing wrong. Yes. Yes. (laughs)
2: Christmas in Connecticut. I don't know. (laughs) He has issues. Okay.
0: That was
3: fantastic.
2: Anybody else? (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, uh, what about Shrek as a grindhouse film? Oh my! Whoa, I like that. Oh Shrek boy! Is a grindhouse film. Yeah. Oh man, that that could get dark
2: fast. Yeah. Well, wait. In the first Shrek, like they gave him a choice. You can have the swamp if you. What did he have to do? Uh, and, uh it's it's. Okay. Maybe he has to get rid of all the creatures. And so Shrek's like, I'm saving my swamp. And one by one, you know, in various sort of Shrek slash Saw type scenarios, all the fairy tale creatures get caught up in his traps. Hmm. I mean, are we going like Death Wish style
4: potentially? Because I could see this, right? Like, what if somebody gets Donkey, you know? And we could have kind of like a Shrek, John Wick, Grindhouse, Death Wish.
1: (laughs) I immediately went to Shrek Gator Bait.
4: Ooh. <laughs> That's a is anybody you've never even said? <laughs> No. No. Uh, yeah, I like that. Like, he's going off, picking off everybody who he thought would have uh, got donkey, you know?
1: Yeah, it's a revenge, donkey <laughs> revenge film.
3: Maybe he thinks that it was Lord Farquaad. And so he's going after Lord Farquaad. But in the end, it was Fiona keeping Donkey in the basement.
4: Ooh. There you go. That's a real
3: grindhouse. That's like a grindhouse. Yeah, that's grindhouse. I would just
0: just retell Shrek 1 and just make it wildly violent for no good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole movie is really, like, crazy. I just want to live in my swamp. And everyone gets away. And then he gets a plucky sidekick. You can make Kevin Hart. I don't care. Yeah. And he has to go find Lord Farquaad and threatens him. But Lord Farquaad is like doing drugs or something. I don't know. And just <laughs> shoot everything. Just shoot everything. That's, and then Fiona's there and she's hot for some reason. And then they have to shoot their way out of the castle. And then they realize Farquaad's really the bad guy. So it's like I'm going to get – I would just watch. Tell Quentin Tarantino – Remake Shrek. Just slap a grainy filter on it and call it. Yeah, game. yeah. And it is brain eaters and like, really, oh, oh, I would watch that so bad. I would watch every second of that.
2: It'd have a better soundtrack too.
0: Oh yeah, is
4: it
2: Can we keep so Smash, I Smash saw Mouth? Her face. I
4: <laughs> <laughs> Can we keep Smash Mouth?
2: I think we keep All Star, but yeah, it's All Star by Trent and, Reznor. Yeah, yes. when he goes,
1: it's a down tempo
2: All Star. No, no, job.
0: don't
4: change it at all. When he goes on that
0: rampage, you've <laughs> got to play All Star. No, they have, like four different cuts of the All Stars, like the ritual, then the Trent Reznor, and then like the Deep Metallica one when the like, things are going wrong, and then like the sad everyone. Billy Eilish
1: cover. Some lady,
3: <laughs> Some lady with an acoustic guitar. Oh the yeah,
1: I'm you gotta so have so the breathy cover. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Shrek Grindhouse. <laughs> Next, please.
3: Okay, so going back to Hallmark movie.
1: Okay. Ooh. Okay.
3: You must have a villain crossover. Don't care which villains. Villain okay. crossover to Hallmark movie and has to have a happy ending, but the happy ending is whatever that happy ending would mean to those particular villains. Wow. Mm. No!
0: I think so fast. I'm so sorry. Ignorance. Yeah, okay, I'm so acute. Okay, so. Magneto and Professor X, right? They're taking a holiday, and I'm going to steal yours. They didn't know they got on the same plane to go to (laughs) Nebraska, but they did. And it was like, Eric, Charles, you cool? You cool? And they get stuck, and then they just have to sit down at this snowed-in airport and have a dinner and talk about, like, going back to being friends and philosophical stuff. And then they, like, start to understand each other again. And then it, we can, I mean, it's Hallmark, so there has to be some type of fluff. It was like.
1: They open a muffin shop. The, yeah.
0: <laughs> they open a muffin shop, and it's like, oh, man, the pipes. We can't get the pipes for the kitchen working, and my was like.
2: I'll take care of it. I got you. it. I mean, you you need, like, the the young girl who's working, a young woman who's working at the muffin shop, and maybe they decide, you know, she's sweet, we should find a boyfriend for her. So it's them playing matchmaker for the plucky young muffin expert.
0: And she's a mutant for she could create muffins.
2: (laughs) Her superpower (laughs) is muffins?
0: Her superpower is muffins. And then they have the conflict of, like, does she become a hero or anarchy? Is it Raisin Bran or Blueberry? (laughs) Perfect oh, it's muffins. the perfect raisin bran muffin. But which one do you put into the world?
2: <laughs> Dare I release this bran muffin into the world? D-
0: have you had a bran muffin? It's rough. <laughs> hey,
2: there are some good bran muffins out there if you're not eating regular muffins, you know? It's but like diet soda, you know? That's
0: what It's, like, I think that's it's good, good if
2: you don't know about regular soda.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll
1: stop go. <laughs> Mike, Molly?
3: Saruman meets a lady with a jewelry Etsy shop. <laughs> 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 um, they don't fall in love at first because he's constantly stealing things from her. And maybe she thinks it's he like some... He likes the jewelry.
2: He has no body, but he likes jewelry. What the hell's
3: up with that? Yeah. Um, that's about all I got. <laughs> That's my elevator pitch.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's sponsored by Etsy. You are such a corporate oh shill. Yeah.
3: Oh
0: my God. <laughs> she has an actually shop and he's just watching her from afar. And like every time she has a problem, Saruman, for some reason, sends like his army to go fix it and she doesn't notice it. And it's like, oh my God, I'm running out of flour and all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> huh.
2: That, evil, land- yeah. that <laughs> evil landlord isn't fucking me anymore.
0: Yeah. He just like randomly doing evil stuff to try to solve all the problems, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like there's a giant eye in the sky and he just stares at it directly.
3: <laughs>
2: but he listens. And it you makes, know? yeah he, he listens.
3: listens. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, villain heart. I'm going to totally lose the audience, but it is of course Hallmark's. I only have eye for you. Ah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I'll go now. <laughs> well, our, our next
4: person. Purple Love parrot. the uh, purple parrot shirt. Yes.
1: Way. I like to see a
0: uh, coming to age high school drama starring um, Groot as a high school
2: English teacher. Starting <laughs> Groot.
0: Groot. 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 As a high school English teacher. <laughs> and that writes itself. <laughs> oh.
2: well, yeah, but it's only three words over and over, you know. I like, yeah, does he, does, it like, does he learn? You know, I am Groot. You are Groot. He is think, Groot. She think, is Groot.
1: I think Groot is the um, the teacher mentor character in that in that genre. Uh, it's maybe maybe it, this is like a Disney Plus like the Avengers in high school, like that yeah. kind of trope where it's like young Captain America has a crush on Natasha and he can't like think of how to ask her out, so he goes to talk to his favorite teacher, who is Groot.
2: Yeah, and just like the advice is just Groot. And it's just like, yeah, you're right. I should just be honest. It's, it's like, like it's like <laughs> it's like being there. Everybody hears exactly the advice. Exactly they want. what they want. Out of I am Groot. I am Groot. You're, you're right. You're you. We mean I shouldn't push my problems on other people. I should be who I am. We just really like you're Groot. Great. You're brilliant. Yeah. Oh. They,
3: oh yeah.
2: yeah. I was gonna go Dead Sapling Society, but go good. <laughs> Oh yeah, hand they're all Groot.
0: <laughs> so we made Groot Mr. Feeney. Oh.
2: Yes, yeah. right. Groot is the Mr. Feeney.
0: Rudy, <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> I
2: mean, I am Groot. Does have a certain E.E. E. Cummings-esque simplicity to it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I don't think I don't think we're doing better than that one. So all right,
1: <laughs> Mr. Steampunk. Alright, so I'm thinking about the adventures of a disgruntled uh, business executive of a large corporation in a world full of superheroes and supervillains.
3: So young
2: Lex Luthor. Young yeah,
3: Lex. I think this should be a take, on, a take on chairman of the board.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the the famed carrot top.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the carrot top, movie. Carrot top, Please, top one. Please, Molly, tell oh. us more about this. It's mostly top
2: famous one. for Norm MacDonald making fun of it so bad that the star cried with a Courtney yeah. Thornsmith.
3: Karatop is the villain, but he doesn't realize it, and it's all of these superheroes trying to take him down, uh, because he's this like Lex Luthor type of character that's completely unaware of it. But it's Karatop, and everyone hates him because, of course, they do. And yeah, it's just him managing to get out of. All of these superheroes trying to attack him in ways that are totally unintended.
1: Yeah, because carrot top, he has all these like business ideas. Well,
3: inventions. That, <laughs> yeah,
1: inventions I mean. that he doesn't think through the implications, and no. they're all villainous. Like <laughs> they're only going to be used for evil.
3: And they all work.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like Somehow, I invented a machine that teleports money and money only from one location to another. It was like this for, that's for robbing banks. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
3: Yeah. And then it's the just moving money. <laughs>
4: It's great. <laughs> yeah, I see it as, like, we can finally tell the untold story of those property developers that have to deal with all the damage from these superheroes. Mm-hmm. We're always wrecking all their buildings, and then they got to rebuild them. And, man, even though you have insurance, come on, those deductibles, they got to yeah. be, whew. Oh. Yeah,
1: it's hard out there for a business person in the superhero universe. They
3: bring, Maybe like, in, they bring uh, in Carrot Top as a consultant.
2: <laughs> we could also do, like... It's the, it's the fucking government worker. <laughs> there's sinkholes all around Wayne Manor. No one knows why. He knows Bruce Wayne is responsible, but he, you know, he has to fight the lawyers. Like Bruce is doing something under the ground. That's why all these mom and pop kids are like losing their homes. It's all those villainous bats- yeah. Well, you know, Caratop is Batman. Maybe I don't know. It's, oh. uh,
0: I, mean, I, I would like to see the story of the guy who con- who's contracted to build all these secret fortresses for everybody yeah. like he's like i'm a contractor but he, they keep destroying the buildings what if instead of working against them destroying stuff i'll start building the stuff so the guy who built the bat cave and can keep it quiet <laughs> like that guy <laughs> must
3: be rich whoever built like he should like transition into building bouncy houses <laughs> uh, and as layers, so that like if you need to hide your secret layer, you can just deflate it and put it in a backpack. <laughs> oh,
0: bounce it! Inflatable batcave.
2: Take your shoes off before entering the back cave. Trust me.
0: No double bouncing.
4: <laughs> no double. Don't, bouncing.
2: Yeah,
3: don't barf in the back cave.
2: <laughs> Give the kids a turn.
3: Poor Christian Bale. He <laughs> set a
0: precedent for a character for years. <laughs>
1: Okay. All right. Uh, next, <laughs> the Dark Knight Returns kind of treatment, but for
2: Inspector Gadget. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, Inspector Gadget is tragic. Like they think they're taking a perfectly ordinary PI and yeah. replacing him with like improving him with all these bionic parts, but there's not enough left of him to be a coherent, you know, person.
0: Oh, so, he... help me out real quick. What is the difference between Inspector Gadget and RoboCop other than the amount of stuff he has? Okay,
4: he has to get robocop in the start of the movie. Yeah. He's got to get Murphy. Yes. Inspector Gadget, regular Inspector, gunned down. And I mean Murphy gunned down. Like, <laughs> horrible five-minute scene like RoboCop, right? How do we rebuild him?
3: I, 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 I'd like to see Penny as Bane. <laughs> I uh,
0: Okay. We're going Dark Knight Robocop. Robocop gets murphied. Murphied hard. But how about we do this? He gets murphied so hard that the only thing they can recover is his face. Not even the body or the brain. And then Penny is a super genius. Like uh, like Iron Man level super genius. And she loves her uncle so... Dad? Uncle? Uncle so much. That,
2: dad, we're going dad, dark. We'll do dad. It's Batman. You need daddy issues. She Come loves on. her
0: dad so much that the only thing she was able to save is his face. And she creates a robot oh. That's, oh, that's, that's why it's just trench coat and gloves and, and shoes. And everything else is like just mechanical weaponry oh.
3: underneath. Except for maybe like one really stupid gadget that he kept around, like a toothpick. And that's oh. like the only one that works properly. So he's got to figure out how to use that for most things. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a lot of
1: just stabbing people oh, wait, with wait. a toothpick. Maybe
3: it's like a Swiffer. And then he just installed it because it was convenient for him, but he never expected to have to rely on it for everything. So it's just him and a Swiffer and, like, some razor blades and stuff.
2: Yeah, she had to go with whatever she could get at the store. I love, like, he has the razor blades, he has the weapons, but he always starts out with the toothpick. Oh, yeah. For some reason. Yeah. And he's like, you have guns, come on. Right.
3: That's the only one that works consistently. Everything, out com- everything else comes out randomly or like on fire, but the toothpick you can always rely on. He
0: was created by a nine year old. It would not work all the time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to end like the fly, right? Yes. Like he's just miserable and eventually it's just like, he just is a kill toothpick.
0: And- if he doesn't get the Terminator 2 <laughs> ending, I will be so upset.
2: Yeah, he, he gives a he thumbs lowers up. Himself yeah. Until goodbye, good medal.
0: Penny. <laughs> <a> goodbye, Gadget.
2: <laughs> go, go, Inspector Gadget. Oh,
0: oh. oh. Man, between Blue's Clues and that, I'm huh. not sure if I'm prepared for this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got time for one more, we have one more person in line.
3: Perfect.
0: Uh, Frozen, um, oh. psychological thriller, unhappy ending.
3: Oh. Okay. Well, the name is obviously Let Me Go. <laughs>
2: Well, Uh.
3: goodbye, everybody.
0: Frozen. Psychological thriller. Bad ending. If you really watch Frozen, if you cut out the last five minutes, that's what you have. (laughs) Just let Anna die.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just let Anna die.
0: (laughs) The rest, that's what the movie is. My parents... Gave me enough anxiety that I cut myself away from the entire world. They died in a boat accident. I am now queen. Pressure got me. I went to the mountains to be alone. My sister, who's stupid enough to marry a man who showed up today, come to get me. I tried to kill her with a snowman. (laughs) Because of that, she now has like this curse and her heart's slowly freezing and they need to find a source to get her. And then... They find these rock people who are not helpful at all. And at the very end, as Elsa's trying to show Folly, I love you, she just becomes ice, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. And now Elsa's truly dangerous. Crystal, uh, uh, the bad guy wins. She loses her kingdom and ostracized from all of Arendelle, and they no longer have to wake up in the middle of the night from their queen screaming, ah! I think it'd be perfect. Just do just end, just end it.
1: Just end the movie five minutes earlier. Yes.
4: Yeah. Anyone have any alternate takes? Well, i say I've never seen Frozen. Is that how the movie is? That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Tell, yeah. Someone
3: tell me I'm wrong. It's like that, but with more singing. <laughs> it's actually not bad. I love it. I love yeah, Frozen 2 is better. Yeah. yeah better. Frozen 2 is way
0: better. Oh, it, it, Frozen 1 has one good song.
2: Wait a minute! You're dissing "Love Is an Open Door." That is a great song. No. No. Shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I'll, believe it at the time, but then you go back and it's like, wait a minute, she is falling in love way too easily. Like it sets up the, the, the twist not perfectly. I,
0: this is the first guy I'm not related to. I love him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what it's like when you. I block do gotta say, um, it took me a very
1: long time to hear "Let It Go." Um, and until <laughs> I heard it, I literally thought it was just a parody version of "Let It Snow." <laughs> let it go, let it go, let it go. I legitimately thought that's that's how the song was in the movie, and I
2: was I was shocked that that was there was an actual song. I mean, he she did say psychological thriller. They did say psychological thriller. Psychological
0: so thriller. that's true.
2: I mean, maybe it's Olaf. You know, the king takes over. He says, "Oh, I tried my best, but they all died. I'm so sorry." And Olaf's got to uncover the truth before he melts. So it's like a DOA. Oh, yeah, like DOA. Yeah. He's got to uncover the truth, Oh, yeah. expose the evil king.
0: He was created at, like, 8 p.m.
2: Yeah, that's true. He right? had
0: it to, like, sunrise. Yeah. And then just slowly... Oh, God. He's slowly terrible, melting.
2: That would be Whew. terrible. Yeah. Especially if he doesn't make it. Oh, and I he's think, not... He's supposed to lose because it's bad ending. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he can expose the king... But But then he melts. Or oh shoot, it's it's like what is it? Bridge on the River Kwai. He melts before he knows the king gets exposed. He dies thinking he failed. And it could be like like a Jack
1: Frost kind of situation where he's the spirit of maybe he's the spirit of Anna and Elsa's father who inhabits the snowman. So he's also, but he doesn't know that right away. He's just haunted by these memories. He doesn't understand, and then he realizes who he truly is. Right before he melts. Right before he melts. Oh my god!
0: You think Disney would ever light like that? Because I'd watch it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, we can hope. <laughs> All right, we are. We're, I, I, we're I at assume the someone end of from Disney's panel, here. You know, give them a call. They're going to kick us out because they want to go home too. Um, panelists, please uh, tell the folks where they can find you um, and any pertinent information you have for our audience.
3: Um, I'm on Twitter at Malio Writes. Um, and then I'm working on a movie for Netflix called Wendell and Wild that's coming out next year. So check that out. It is nice. the best thing I've ever worked on. I love it. So definitely check it
4: out. Uh, you can find me Twitter at GrindPod. Uh, my podcast is the GrindBin Podcast. We talk about exploitation movies from the 70s through the 90s.
2: What is your favorite GrindBin movie?
4: Oh, it's like 300 episodes in. I don't know if I can. Okay. Well, I'll say The Van.
1: The 1977's
4: van. The Van. Starring a young Danny DeVito.
2: Youngish Danny DeVito. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Danny DeVito Danny was DeVito. young? Yeah. I thought he was just born like a small 50-year-old man. He was. Okay. He
0: wasn't my cousin Vinny. No. What? Was he? he wasn't oh, I get those two confused. It's like Ben Diesel and <laughs> people. So oh,
1: Andy, man. where can people find
3: you? Danny DeVito in Home Alone?
2: Oh, Kevin does not make it through Home (laughs) Alone If It's Danny DeVito He like takes a baseball bat And kneecaps that brat
3: Huh? Danny DeVito
4: as Kevin Danny
3: DeVito is Kevin Kevin.
2: (laughs) 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 But still as a kid, right? Like a a
3: Clifford kind of thing
2: So it's like, (laughs) what's the one where Martin Short Played a kid Clifford, Clifford. Clifford. it's a great movie Yeah (laughs) Uh, as I said, com. I'm also tabling with Don Wynn at J6. Uh, and I also do this podcast, which I hope you all listen to. It's it's a lot of fun. Hi,
0: hey everybody. My name is Lamar, the con guy. It's L-E-M-E-R, the con guy. You can find me on Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter all under that handle. I'm just a funny dude. You can find me on different podcasts called The Most Extreme Ranking Challenge and The Nerdy Point of View. If you're under 18, do not watch listen to those. On that... Hey,
2: Wait, most extreme, too? I know nerdy point of view is... Yeah, is most it, extreme, challenge.
0: I do it with, like, uh, some guy. I don't know.
2: Oh, that, guy, that guy's a potty mouth. Yeah, no one... Oh, yeah, yeah I don't, don't look like that.
0: But, uh, yeah, if you like me, please follow me. I, I, need, I need people to follow me so I can become famous. So please.
1: <laughs> and well, I'm Michael fun. Tanner. Uh, you can find me at table M6 in Artist Alley. Uh, I also am the host of Burn After Pitching which is the podcast you just experienced live. And if the first four people in the audience follow Burn After Pitching on Twitter, which you can just search Burn After Pitching, you get a free comic book. Ooh. Uh, Yeah, so the first four people who come up and show me that they followed Burn After Pitching on Twitter will get a free comic book. And thank you again. I hope you all had a good time. Uh, If you did have a good time, tell the convention people so they invite us back. All right. There we go. (laughs)
2: And hey, any ideas you, we didn't get to? Maybe just tweet at us. Burn pitching.
1: Yeah, uh, use the uh, hashtag burning pitch.
0: Burn, burn, burn after pitching. Yeah. Burn after pitching. Grab.